0: Welcome to all Wednesdays We Wear Black with me, Sophie K and yes, Min, the famous TikToker and
1: podcaster and social media whiz Sermon! You missed the part where I'm also an official not fest partner. <laughs> oh, mm, yes. Wait, I don't know if this is that gonna be in the episode? Yes, what, it'll what be in the episode. Know? Oh my gosh, you know our so, secret now. Oh! Award-winning,
0: not fest being Bare-tooth-loving. Bare-tooth-loving. Awesome person. Okay. Um, so today's episode, Yasmin, it is all of... I finally went through the
1: inbox again. So here's a fun story for you all, Um, once in a blue moon, me and Sophie remember that we have messages on social media, in our inbox, Um, we forget that people actually perceive us. Um, Hmm. Honestly, you could tell me that this is all just a figment of my mentally ill imagination, and I'd believe you, but occasionally we remember that um, people actually listen to us and take us seriously, Um, and we have so many so many listeners so many poor people who subject themselves to our voice every week so we occasionally go through our inbox um and read the lovely messages you send
0: Do you scared me
1: wait what what so i went through the inbox
0: got some messages what scared me is we actually have intelligent listeners
1: and i'm like why are you listening to us i already knew that because i know our listeners are intelligent and smart and sexy why do they listen to us um maybe there's like a form of harming themselves I don't know maybe they need therapy I I don't maybe it's a kink maybe they're like a degradation kink and listening to us is part of that degradation kink we should tell NotFest to make a little advert going listening to We Wear Black it's a sign that you need therapy (laughs) do you listen to on Wednesday's We Wear Black podcast do you have a terrible relationship with your parents or partner (laughs)
0: <laughs> Maybe you need therapy. At the at the end, we could have. We wear black podcast may cause signs of headache, stupidity will definitely make you stupider, and also could cause you to shit
1: yourself. I don't know, but a long list get you bitches, give you the fattest pussy, and make you unbelievably sexy. That's what that's what we wear black causes. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. So let's hear from our um, listeners. See what they had to say.
1: Do you want me to go first with some of these emails? Yes, the emails, the emails are flooded. We're not getting that many social media messages anymore. Right. I at the moment, um, there's a guy who continually comments hate on every single one of our reels, but it's the same comment, which is, "Wow, this is cringy. No wonder nobody listens to women on every single video." wow like, doesn't change it that's what's going on with our social media so if you want to send us some lovely messages at we wear black pod on twitter and instagram fill our inbox with some love so the annoying incels will possibly fuck off who knows were you like bitch i'm not a woman though i just said wow you're so creative it's the effort it takes to comment that on every single video buddy you must be obsessed with me why are you so obsessed <laughs> with me Hey, it's a sign we've made it. It's a
0: sign we've made it. Not this, bitches! Okay, so I have quite a few emails because loads of people have been emailing us, so thank you for all of those. Um, I will try my best to read as much as I can. Okay, let's start with this one. This one was sent from Nolan. I was listening to an episode on lyric tattoos and I and it was greatly appreciated i've had three 10 to 12 hour days at my day job i work in a medical warehouse and it was a great distraction and got me thinking about the fact i need more tattoos maybe a couple with lyrics but i have one music related tattoo and it's the nine point slipknot star as they're my favorite band oh i love that I really love that view. Here's a photo, um, so he's put a photo of when he what he got in December, a mask all wrapped up for his dad. But these are the lyrics that he's thinking of. So okay. Vienna by Billy Joel, the line, slow down, you're doing fine. I like that one. That's really cute. Um Attention Attention by Shine Down, the lyric Nothing Bout Me Is Ordinary. Oh, I like that one. That one's That's cool. cute. Iridescent by Lincoln Park, the lyric Remember all the sadness and frustration and let it go.
1: Ugh. I think because it's Linkin Park, you should get Linkin Park. Uh, no one, no one's ever gone wrong with Linkin Park. I want to get a Linkin Park tattoo and Linkin Park lyrics on me. That's a
0: great lyric as well. I know. Um, louder than words from the musical Tick Tick Boom. The
1: lyric, cages or wings, which do you prefer? Slay. I, I vote Linkin Park, buddy. Also, let's backtrack a minute. You work in a medical warehouse. Cool. I wonder you what are doing in medical medicine? you sound smart. We are not smart. Why would you why would you work in a field like that and listen to us? <laughs> Again, our our listeners are so intelligent and I just can't say the same for us. Therapy. Um
0: here's one from Kirsten who said, I just listened to the Let's Make a Film playlist episode. While this isn't a film. Please tell me at least one of you have watched Meta... Meta... Wow.
1: Metalocalypse. Meta... Meta what? Metaloc- meta... Meta at 17. Sorry. Metalocalypse. What is that? <laughs> so, it's a
0: comedy that was on Adult Swim. Um, and it was following the lives of Death Clock, the most famous band on Earth. So famous that they can overpower governments and fans... Um, sign death waivers at their shows. Yasmin may have heard the TikTok audio from the show. Lol, you're all fatherless. No, I'm not. I love my dad. Personally, I think it's awesome. Peak z- uh, Naughty's metal dude humor.
1: Ooh, I'll give it a watch. I will give it a watch. We we need to. I need to watch this. Sophie, you've probably watched it, but I was born yesterday, so I'll give it a watch. You know Thanks what? for the oh. recommendation. I'll be honest with you. I have seen it, but
0: I never got on with it, just simply because I don't get on with naughty humor. Because this person's also cited like Little Nicky from Adam Sandler, and I have, I have a hatred
1: in my soul for Adam Sandler that I cannot explain, and I don't I know why. I hate him too. I hate him so much, and I can't explain it. If you like him, that's totally fine. But my God, if I saw that man on the street, I would start foaming at the mouth. I just, I just hate him. I feel like it's because in the early two thousands, he was pushed on everyone, and I was like, no. I don't want to like Adam Sandler. I don't like Grown Ups 24 48. Whatever number they're on of the Grown Ups sequels. <laughs> Grown Ups 3.7. Like I'm I'm fed up of it. If Adam Sandler is listening, not that he would listen to some random podcast, but if he is listening, count your days, buddy. Count. This on. is why we get hate on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Adam Sandler fan account. Do you think Adam Sandler has fan accounts? He he was like he dominated. The like, way he dominated everything. But you know those, like, cute fan accounts for, like, I don't know, like a Pierce the Veil fan account where they make those cute kawaii edits? Can you imagine one for Adam Sandler? I totally can. <laughs> I Because to- Keanu Reeves has got one. Yeah, but Ke- Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves. He was in Star Wars, right? right? I would die for that
0: man. I don't
1: know why. you can't. T- I-, I
0: followed a fucking AI bot for... I've been following it since I joined TikTok. Every week, thinking I was watching... Um, keanu reeves tiktoks and my boyfriend was like that's ai and i was was like
1: what what
0: turns out i've been watching ai versions of him doing what if we're (laughs) ai
1: bots i want to reach a level of fame where there's a we wear black pod ai bot that would be terrible but i'd love it we have instagram stickers that's as far as it's going for now yeah yeah um
0: Okay, so I'm going to come to that one later because it's kind of heavy. Remind me about coming back to that one. Um, So this person said, Hi, Sophie and Yasmin. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm a big fan of the podcast and I was just listening to an episode where you briefly talked about going to concerts alone as an adult. This got me wondering. When when do you think it's a good, safe age to start going to concerts alone as a young person? For context, I'm about to turn 17. I'm femme presenting... um, my parents are probably rightfully hesitant to let me go to gigs alone, but my friends don't have the same music taste as me, so they aren't really interested in going together. I've been to a couple of seated gigs with my mum, but other than that, it feels like I'm missing out on the fun. I'd
1: love to know your thoughts. Interesting. Oh, buddy, so let me tell you something. Um, The age I started is not the age I recommend. I started going to concerts alone when I was like 15. I didn't care. I was really? lawless. I told my mum I was going to study fuck was i studying but um when i turned 18 my parents didn't care because i was like the legal age to do things so um honestly right now i'd say like you're becoming an adult there's no they, i mean as long as you're not a child then do whatever the hell you want going to concerts alone is fun you make friends do you know what my advice would be and this shows the difference
0: in our age because it's a long time since i was 17 um i would say go but have your parents um come and pick you up if they can like yeah let them them go next door for a nice because there's always restaurants nearby so they could just go for some food and that means that if you feel unsafe or anything like that they're nearby just because at 17 was i ready to go to gigs yet i don't it's not that i don't trust you at 17 i don't i don't trust other people sometimes and it's not that you're unsafe either So I would say now is a good time, but just make sure you've got... I wouldn't want you to travel on the, like, however you get there by yourself. Like on trains and tubes at that time of night.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's a good point. That's good advice. And I'm saying that. I used to go out...
0: (laughs) I used to go out clubbing at 17 and get absolutely mortalled. I know, you bad that, example. Yeah, I'm just being an asshole, to be honest. I think you are ready to go to gigs on your own. But also download do download festival is a great place to go because they have um, a thing for people who are going to on their own. Oh, yeah. Yeah, So you can they have so you can all camp together and all get to know each other. So if you did that for a weekend, that's a great way.
1: Yeah, lots of festivals like Download Festival will do something like that, and it's really good. I've done that a few years actually, where like I've been going alone, either as press or like just as myself as a random nobody, and um, I've just made friends in the campsites. Honestly, some of them, some of my favourite people I've met at Download. Yeah, I can totally believe that. Hey, I'll tell you another thing.
0: Also, if you if you if you're scared to do your first gig, try somebody like
1: Scene Queen. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone who's in the queer culture, femme culture, all of that type of stuff. Because the people there are super nice and like just talk to you out of nowhere and be like, I like your thing. And you're like, oh my god, I like your thing. And then you're best friends. Um, So yeah, so I think you're ready. Yeah. um,
0: It's funny how, do you know what? I just heard myself. I was such a... fucking asshole! i've failed my exams at 17 because i went out drinking underage and all of that kind of stuff i'm not condoning this but i was safe because i was and it sounds like this person is a safe person like they're cautious about themselves and that's how i was i was cautious but i drank loads um but when you look back on it now i'm in my 30s i look back on 17 and it sounds so young (sighs) ah those were the days hey Um, I've got a few more here. Do you want to do some before I continue? I will. Let me me get up the socials.
1: Do you like my weight music?
0: Oh, if only you were in every lift, Yasmin.
1: (laughs) Thanks for coming in the lift. Here's my music. Okay, so Stephen Harrell has asked. Hi, just finished to just finished listening to your collab episode and one that I'd love to see is Will Ramos do something melodic where he sings more because his version of hypnosis is just stunning. I agree. I don't know if you've seen but like Will Ramos Ramos? Ramos. Ramos, I don't know how you say it. I'm saying it wrong, but I don't care. Will Ramos from Lorna Shore, um he he did a video with like a throat specialist, a throat doctor don't know what you call them a throatologist a, sp- a, a specialty of the wow. throat he he probably an ear nose and throat doctor in ent yes um he worked with an a b c d e f g doctor um, <laughs> <laughs> and he got a camera put down his throat to see what his throat looks like when he screams yeah. and when he growls and does his like very heavy vocals and it was really interesting because it's like you never really got that perspective before um, and it helped Like a lot of vocalists understand his technique and I just thought it was really cool and he has very cool vocal chords so I'd like to see him do that because he makes lots of scary music let's see him sing Old Town Road or Cotton Eye Joe <laughs> I'm not sure that's what the uh, poster meant but yeah I'll listen, I you could make Cotton Eye Joe melodic, I, I could see it happening. Who would you get him to collab with? honestly maybe like mm, mm. i've got it go on
0: like i'm not biased because i would have said this anyway even though we're with not fest um Corey taylor because and my reasoning is Corey taylor has such great heavy guttural um vocals but then he's really good with the clean singing and the two of them together are magic done fix the music industry you're welcome.
1: Um, someone else said that um, when we were talking about meeting people at bars and festivals, like you know, being a good romantic setting, um, they met their friend. Uh, they met their friend. They met their their partner. Pardon me, just friend zoned some two poor people. They met their partner on the bus to download. That's so cute. Love is in the air. Love is in the air. Um, another one. Uh, hey, having just listened to your Christmas episode, I just wanted to drop you guys a message regarding Krampus. There's an annual Krampus parade in Whitby first Saturday of December. Is My there? partner and I went for the first time this year. Having visited Whitby multiple times, it was incredible. The atmosphere was so wholesome. The costumes were incredible. It's something I'd recommend doing. Oh! oh wow, James, amazing
0: fish and chips. So you can like have fish and chips
1: whilst meeting Krampus. Winning. I right, Jade next year, hon. You, me, Sophie. We're going to see Mr. Krampus. I'ma sit. I'm perch myself on Mr. Krampus's lap and be like, mm-hmm. "Hi, sorry, I have daddy issues." Hi.
0: Oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say face then, and I was like, I was like, "Yes,
1: yeah, I was about to say something gross." When am I not? Uh, Sophie, <laughs> read some more emails. Emails, emails,
0: emails, emails. Okay. Uh, we have one here from this was about our serial killer episode and this is from Chloe who said just want to start by saying I love the podcast found you two through the Nova Twins tour Hey, Um, Sophie you made a point in the serial killer episode that's been brought up a lot recently with the release of Ted Bundy film starring Zac Efron the point was that people are finding serial killers sexy and they're being portrayed by men who are attractive and the point I would just like to highlight is that They are not exaggerating. The serial killers, to put them in a good light, it's an accurate representation. Jeff Bundy, Jeffrey... uh, Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and many other serial killers were attractive. This is how they lured their victims with the handsome, shy guy next door. Very true. Um, I think what I was talking about when I was talking about that is... I think by the way it was done and because it was done in that kind of Hollywood way, it meant that people... Used it for like fun social clips, and used it in a in a like whimsical way, and yeah. I, I don't know. That's what didn't sit right with me was how people were interpreting it, um, and especially let's not forget. Oh, was it the Night Stalker smelled so bad
1: you could smell him from like really far off? Ugh. Yeah, but um, as well, like so with the with the Jeffrey Dahmer series, for example, starring um, Evan Peters people make memes out of it and it's like but that was a really horrible series like how you how is that a meme format i don't i don't get it and like i can totally the thing is is the kids of the people
0: like the kids the relatives of the people who were murdered by him are still alive that would be like because what was that that was in the 70s right um i think so so that's like 50 years ago so let's say they murdered someone um who would now be their relatives their sister would be maybe in their 70s or sister or brother or whatever their nieces nephews kids whatever people that knew them could be could be super young like anyway it just doesn't sit right with me that's all i was saying Um, but i totally agree loads of people found them attractive and that's why they were able
1: to do that so thanks for sending that through chloe Mm. um do you want some more do you want some more of these yeah, give me some more email stuff. I've got some more social okay. messages, but I like the emails. No offence to the social people. Send us more messages on socials, you bullies. Um, okay.
0: Ah, oh, This is someone at uh, Northern. Hey, we wear black. It's this numpty again. My question for the pod this time is, what's been your most surprising musical discovery of 2022? <laughs> this is was obviously really sent a while question. ago. No,
1: but that's a really good question. 2022? Um, what did I find... it's so hard
0: because so many of those artists became a part of me yeah that it's it's hard to remember what was quote-unquote new because I become so obsessed and I feel like I've known them for ages um honestly
1: honestly I want to say like sped up music so like there's a there's a whole (laughs) thing about like speeding up songs on tiktok and i I really love it (laughs) i like doja cat's music sped up is amazing do you know what i would say my co-discovery has been would be scissor i love scissor i love Mm. scissor very much kill bill was so real like she was so real for that
0: yeah so i'd say that um whereas okay let's move on let's have a look at some more got two more from emails Hi, on Wednesdays we wear black. First of all, sorry for living under a rock and just discovering you a few months ago. Welcome, Christy. Hi, Christy. I was first introduced to the pod properly when you won the pod award at the Heavy Music Awards. I was working at Download um, as part of the team and managed to catch a snippet of your live podcast. So, um, wow. That's so cool. Christy listened all the way from episode one and caught up. And has been listening at home and works, chilling out, all sorts. And particularly said, they identify a lot. They love the scene updates, which keeps them updated with everything that's going on, as I have a tendency to feel out of the loop. But said, one thing I don't identify is, is when you guys mention that you're into this type of music as you wanted to rebel. I don't know if it's just me or lucky enough that I don't have past trauma to be affected by, but I just found that this was my area of interest, music, fashion and other people just as it felt natural. I don't know if that's an anomaly. Nevertheless, it's so refreshing listening to you guys.
1: That's really interesting. I've met some people, so like one of my really good friends, Katie, um, she's, she's the most normal, easygoing person ever and she likes heavy music. Whereas I am deeply traumatized and also like heavy music. It's a mixed bag. A lot of us are mentally traumatized, the lucky few are not. Um, if that's you congratulations I wish I was you but if you're not hey hey I think the best music comes from mental trauma right
0: oh fully fully like god two words Linkin Park and also I think a lot more I think it's a lot more accepted now I don't know how old you are Christy but it was a nightmare when I was younger listening to this kind of music it was your it wasn't cool to be in a subculture. It wasn't cool and it wasn't really accepted. So I think a lot of people my age tend to be a little
1: bit more I don't know how old you are, but tend to be a little bit more uh fucked up. How exciting <laughs> that they found us through our download download appearance. That's I so know. crazy. I forget that new people find us. Like I'm so convinced it's like you, me and two people who listen to us and then I forget like thousands of people. <laughs> Thousands of people listen to us. Hey, girlies. Shout out to all of you. I love uh, all of you. Um, uh, w- I got a message actually speaking to Linkin Park on yeah. our Instagram. Um, I got a few of people showing off their tattoos, about lyric tattoos. So someone got a tribute tattoo to Chester Bennington from Linkin Park. It's the, um, the One More Light symbol, like oh, the logo from that. Um, don't. I can cry. That song every time. Very cute. Uh, someone also got their their Shetland pony tattooed on them which I thought was really cute um, and then it's, I know I know I know Aww. we got so many cute tattoo uh, submissions so thank you please keep sending your tattoos by the way I fucking love them I love them so much they give me inspiration for what I want to get <laughs> yes yes um, um, I've got pretty deep one
0: here Yasmin shall we end on this one okay unless you've got more social ones no okay so This one um, says, Hi guys, love the show. On this week's episode, I noticed celebration about a Guns N' Roses show, but also approval of Pantera shows being cancelled. I was wondering if you could voice an opinion on the Guns N' Roses song One in a Million on the show. It could prove interesting as a talking point. So just to give you context, in case you're not a big Guns N' Roses fan, or if um, if you don't know about this, Guns N' Roses had a song, Called one in a million and the lyrics are pretty hateful i'm not gonna lie apparently it came from um, axel rose where i believe he was mugged um but there were accusations of homophobia uh, racism and axel rose says in, in an interview in 1989 with rolling stone he said i used words like police and n-word because you're allowed to use the word n-word why can black people go up to each other and say n-word but when a white guy does it all of a sudden it's a put down I don't like boundaries of any kind I don't like being told what I can and can't say I use the word n-word because it's a word to describe somebody that's basically a pain in your life a problem Um, the word n-word doesn't necessarily mean black Um, and then he goes on with that
1: I'm just reading the lyrics now. So for context, I had no idea about this. I really don't follow that era of bands. Like, my my bandwidth is like Nirvana. Um, so I didn't know that. I obviously don't like this song because, God, can I read the lyrics? No, I, th- I don't know if we should.
0: Why don't we just tell people to go and read it themselves?
1: Yeah, crazy stuff. Um, I don't think he would like me. What's crazier is how did Slash let that one slide? So Slash actually, um,
0: Slash actually said that he doesn't condone the song. He made that quite clear. He doesn't agree with it because if you don't know, um, Slash's mother is black. He said, but he doesn't condemn his bandmate, and that was in 1991 that,
1: that he said that. Mm, um, no, I don't agree with the song personally. Let me say that firstly. I think right, and this, how do I put
0: this? In any generation if you're judging it by today's standards or if you're judging it from the experience you've had within your life which is predominantly of this decade and the last then your range of context as to what is bad is different to what the range of context was in 1989 it was bad in 1989 it was to shock and let's not forget lemmy from Mothead collected nazi memorabilia but he wasn't Nazi let's not forget that John Lennon um, used the word but he didn't uh, he definitely wasn't a racist he was using it in a context when it was so freely used back then so freely used Axel Rose was using it in a very racist way he didn't understand that he doesn't get to say that word just because black people are saying it but the conversation about why hadn't happened yet fully it was happening. It was, so it's a bit like, I think, in 20 years' time, when we look at the way the trans community are being treated today, there are going to be things that I have said, possibly even you have said, Yasmin,
1: that we don't stand by in the future. Oh, fully. There's things I've said, like, <laughs> not to this extent, but, like, there's things I've maybe said when I was younger or, or things I liked or disliked that I wouldn't now because my interests have changed just generally. Um for me all I can really speak to I mean <laughs> that song is not not it's really awful. great for me. Um but what I will say is there was the the how come we don't like pantera but we do or we were okay with the guns and roses show or something like that I'm paraphrasing. Um not that neither are okay I should say that but um I pantera is still operating that happened in 2016 that happened in this decade it's not like it happened like 30 years ago when it was That's socially what, yes. so, not socially acceptable but like because it wasn't socially acceptable but there was no. less resources to understand why that was wrong that happened like in 2016 so like he there had been that conversation of why that is a bad thing to do whereas in the 80s like of course they were all bigots. They had they were all like literally uneducated. Not to justify it, just to give you like context.
0: It was I think that's the main thing that you've said there, Yasmin, is that this happened in nineteen eighty-nine and to me personally, as someone who's been called the N word get called it on social all the time, I can handle things that happened in the past that somebody isn't still they don't get up and play that song live. they don't stand by what happened, what they did, um, and people are allowed
1: to grow from things. I also think it's a different conversation when someone did something so many years ago and is no longer promoting or contributing to that, and someone has done something more recently when they have the tools and access to information to do better and is routinely still feeding into that. Because it's not like Phil Anselmo has paid his dues to the black community or like is out there rallying for change like the man is the man is sat back doing nothing went oh sorry it was a mistake anyway bye like if he wants the interview
0: with me it's still open i've been asking for since
1: 2016 like there's no effort to reconciling like we're not the judge and juror i'll say that like when people ask us about this stuff i'll give you my opinion but it doesn't mean that that's like fact because i think it's it's situational and it also depends on your own personal beliefs like that's that's the way it is i think whenever it comes down to this stuff and this is like my rule of thumb if it didn't happen recently i am a lot more like passive with it because there are so many things happening right now that we can deal with in our like in our immediate what's the word in our immediate circle than there is to be worrying about things that happened 20 years ago that those people no longer stand by like there's there's bigots in our scene right now who we can take down instead baby. Let's 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 start there. I think as well the fact that the
0: song was cut from the reissue of the album um I think that that shows that they know it's wrong.
1: Well yeah, but also like I <sighs> we have problems today. I I have that's not I feel dismissive saying that though because it is still bad. It's still bad. Like, I don't agree with it, but it's like if we're weighing up like which is worse if that's what the person is asking i mean what happened more recently who should know better mm, yeah i think um i think it's the same with uh
0: for anselmo i think rock bands make it to this fame and this power and this position of influence and they do it in their 20s and no offense yasmin when you your, you're in your 20s or in your teens you don't realize, but you're still an absolute 100%. fool. One hundred percent. You have 1- no idea what life is about yet.
1: One thousand percent. Not only that, but like, I, I, I'll always say this: if someone is young, I tend to just kind of like think, okay, they made that mistake, and they are clearly a different person now. But with people like Phil Anselmo and Ronnie Radke, and like this growing population of musicians that pander to the part of the far right. Um, and pass it off as, like, that's my opinion, even though their opinion infringes on other people's rights to exist, and they're, like, almost 40-year-old men who give a shit about, like, what teenagers are doing. Um, I always say to myself, it's like, these people are are making choices today. Like, they weren't 20 years old and made one mistake. These are grown adults continually and routinely making calculated decisions that directly affect people in our community and are... More sinister than someone who made a mistake twenty years ago. That's what I'll say. That has taken all of my brain power, and I'm sorry if it's not how you wanted it <laughs> phrased. But I'm about to mentally check out. I'm going to collapse. Um, that was me collapsing on the floor. I um, hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to get in touch with us, it's very very easy. And you want to send us any emails that we
0: talk about or comment on. Um, Please do so by the way, we're not by the way, very quickly, we as a podcast are not condoning and I hope you know this, we're not condoning racism or homophobia. We are not condoning
1: bigotry. Hello. We are the ones that experience bigotry. It's just we accept there's grey sometimes. There's grey areas in things. You'd be stupid to think there isn't grey areas in this stuff. Like, it's not yeah. as black and white as people think it is online. And, like, when you actually get into the nitty-gritty of activism and get your feet in there, you realise that there are a lot of grey areas and that people... <sighs> this, is, this is... I'm lying on the floor. I'm lying on the floor. This is, this is me lying on the floor.
0: Line on the floor. Okay. Uh, Send us an email. uh, Tell us stuff. Talk about stuff. Come and chat with us. Just tell us how your life's going. Um, Send us an email. WeWearBlackPod at gmail.com.
1: Or at WeWearBlackPod on Twitter and Instagram. Again, I'm on the floor.
0: Yasmin's really upset because we haven't had enough niceness on our social media pages, so please make it happen. Send me some messages if you want. At IamSophieK.
1: Great. And send me some messages at Yasmin7x. If you send me in comments, I will screenshot them and laugh at you.
0: I right, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. You were listening to On Wednesday's We Wear Black. Please rate and subscribe so that we can keep doing what we do. Special thanks goes out to the Nova Twins for the badass music and Wargasm for the killer screams. See you next week.